Hi, everyone. I'm Anna Close. And I'm Paul Gibroni, and this is the Engineering History Podcast. If you want to hear about where engineering and history collide, then you're at the right show. Today, we will be going over the Golden Gate Bridge. <gasps> Yay! But first, let's give you guys some background about us. I'm a mechanical engineer uh, working on mostly manufacturing stuff at an aerospace company. And I'm a civil engineer focusing in water resources and water quality. Our alcohol for today's podcast is no alcohol. It's just coffee. Love coffee. We've had a... a mm, good, good coffee. We've had an alcohol-filled weekend. That and also, like, the classic engineering thing of, like, I don't need sleep. I need, need answers, answers, you know? Yeah. So there's, you know, a few sleepless nights going on. Yeah. Um, you can probably hear River panting in the background. That's it's just something she does. It, you know? she, that is who she is. And and also and we, she's part of the reason we've been staying up so late. Yeah, because you just will not shut up <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning. All right, Anna. Okay. Let's just jump into it. I really wanted to do the Golden Gate Bridge. I know you did, which <laughs> oh, I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna say I'm sorry because uh, I'm really happy with the research. I wanted to do it. Okay, folks, I don't want to do it, so the podcast is actually going to end here, (laughs) Um, and then, you know, however long it'll take you to do the research, you'll get it in a few weeks. No? No, you you don't? You don't want that? No. Okay. (laughs) Then we can jump in. You're not a civil engineer. (laughs) Well, you're not an aerospace engineer. I like to think I'm just a general problem solver. I think job titles kind of, kind of, like, narrow you down. No, let's keep them nice and narrow. (laughs) Sounds like something a civil would say. All right, let's hear about this fucking bridge. It's not (laughs) even that great. I've seen it before. It's okay. (laughs) This is the best bridge ever made, as far as I'm concerned. It's my favorite bridge, actually. Cool. Um... We saw it yesterday. I actually saw it today. Mm-hmm. Um, it still looks as great as it ever did, in my opinion. Um, yeah. At least from all the footage and photos I've seen, uh, sort of in the research on this. Yeah. Okay. It's called the Golden Gate Bridge because it spans the Golden Gate. So that sort of section of water, that inlet, kind of going into That's the San Francisco Bay. That's called Golden Gate? It's called the Golden Gate. Wow. It's. It was named by U.S. Army Captain John C. Fremont. Wow. And he called it Chrysopoly, or Golden Gate. That's looks like maybe Greek um, for Golden Gate. Mm-hmm. And supposedly it reminded him of a harbor in Istanbul named Chrysoceros, or Golden Horn. Okay, okay. So I guess there's a place in Istanbul that looks kind of like where the Golden Gate Bridge ended up. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I just had taken the whole Golden Gate thing for granted. I never thought about like why it would be called that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 cool background history that I should have been doing because this is a, a, more of a civil engineering topic and uh, no I'm just kidding <laughs> I don't I don't care <laughs> no it's just kind of crazy how you're just talking about this but like you didn't beat me to it you know <laughs> <laughs> well you know I I wanted to let you have your fun with your you know animals in space or whatever <laughs> whatever nonsense that is and your sex cult and you know you know I'm not a sex cultist but I was still <laughs> talking about the sex cult so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, it's just interesting, the topics you choose, and then mine are a little bit more serious, and then oh. you all of a sudden decide to go serious. That's crazy, because actually we're going to hear about some wacky hijinks this Okay, episode. let's do it! <laughs> okay, so I guess I should explain uh, why it's my favorite bridge, number one. It's very long. It's a long boy. It's I believe it's over a mile long. Mm-hmm. Um, Great color. Solid, solid color. You know what the color is called? International orange. Yes, yes. yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you got it. It's one of a couple of international oranges, um, but it's I think it's the original. Mm-hmm. Art Deco style, I'm a sucker for anything Art Deco related, you know. Who isn't? Who isn't, right? Like, that era is just so, like, I feel like our 20s are good mm-hmm. right now. Of but course. Like, those 20s seem so, like, fun and I know. jazzy. I really love the oppression of minorities and uh, women in those kind of 20s. Flapper era. girls, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, zoot suits. Zoot, zoot suits. The railroad. The railroad. Martinis, I guess. Or sure, cocktails, why not? I guess. I just jazz. associate that. Jazz, yes. 
pre-jazz being exploited. Yeah, the oppression. Yes. I love it. You're a big Monopolies. oppression person. Monopolies, which we definitely still have today. Yeah, we, we definitely just... do. Sorry, Google. I, I listened to this thing, famous Silicon Valley uh, venture capitalist, Peter Thiel. Mm-hmm. He has this thing called Silicon Valley, Valley's Dirty Little Secret, Ooh. which is that a lot of the most successful companies end up being monop- monopolies. So you go to Google oh. and you're like, hey, you guys are a monopoly on search engines. And what they'll tell you is like, oh, we're a giant company with tons of departments. Like, you know, we have so many competitors and all these things because we try to do so much. But really, like their main thing is just Google search. And like, yeah, you know, that they basically have no, I mean, DuckDuckGo, I guess. You know? Yeah, or Bing. What is Bing? Bing Bing is dead and gone. Apparently Bing, and I've never verified this, but apparently Bing is great for porn searches. I think that's like the main traffic going there. And do you know what Bing is? Do you you know it's an acronym? B-I-N-G? What is the acronym? It's because it's not Google, which I think is a terrible way to name your product. Like, you're just going to try to be the opposite of like another thing. Like, you're not defining your own thing, you know? Yeah, honestly, the only time I go on Bing is when I accidentally click a link yeah. that takes me to Bing. Like and the I'm Microsoft like, default yeah, shit. Yeah. It's like, why am I... I don't, I don't ever want to look at the screen. <laughs> this is horrible setup. <laughs> yeah. No, Google for life, honestly. Uh, even though they are a supernatural monopoly. Yeah. Um. So before the Golden Gate Bridge, I guess let's, let's anchor it in back when it was just the Golden Gate and there was no bridge there. Okay. If you wanted to get to Marin County from mm-hmm. SF, mm-hmm. or to SF from Marin County, mm-hmm. the only way you could get there was the SF Bay Ferry, which of course is still alive and well, Yep. but back then that was the only game in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, during this time, San Francisco was the largest American city served primarily by ferry boats, so the growth was so explosive like, you didn't even need a bridge. Like, it was literally just boats taking people back and forth. That sounds like so much fun. I'm great time to be in San Francisco. This was, like, the late 1800s, I'm assuming. This is kind of post-gold rush kind of stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Was this before the earthquake? Yeah, because earthquake was 1906. Sad day. Sad, sad day. Sad day, which we've seen footage from, like, right before it. And mm-hmm. different kind of city. Apparently, um, just to get into kind of maybe... Another kind of more civil engineering topic, the the whole, like, you know, Salesforce Tower and, like, giant buildings in general, mm-hmm. there was, like, a giant debate, not so much about Salesforce Tower, but even big buildings. People didn't even want built big buildings because, like, they were, like, it's going to take away from the character of the city, you know, but cities have to evolve and, and grow and change like everybody. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay. So, we're in this era, explosive growth, and... People keep saying, like, why Why do I have to take this boat back and forth? Like, why can't I just... Can they just build a bridge? Can they? Well... Do, can they? I don't think they can. Well, if you said that, then you would be in really good company. Because many before it said that it was impossible because of the strong winds present. Because it's like a wind tunnel, right? Yeah. The inlet. It just kind of funnels all the winds in. And... When it's not windy, you got tons of fog. So it's either going to mm-hmm. be windy as shit or it's foggy as shit and you can't see, like, you're, like, looking down the cable. You can't see the guy down there, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Even in the city, it's so windy. Oh, yeah. Like, I was, like, in the bathroom. You know how we... There's, like... There's a thing in San Francisco where, like, none of the older buildings have air conditioning because it's yeah. always great temperature here except for, like, maybe one day out of the year when it's, like slight humidity mm. but like there it's very windy i was in the bathroom the windows were open and the um the pull down uh uh what is it called the pull down the, the pull down the, the screen the, the screen for the window was like flapping in my face oh. because of the wind and i had to hold that fucker oh, yeah. down it, the wind was so strong it it's was no like a workout to hold this uh pull down curtain from like hitting me in the face while I'm peeing. I think that's mostly winds coming off the Pacific, you mm-hmm. know? I'm pretty sure that's just because it's an oceanside town, you know? Yeah, I started thinking, like, it was a solid 30 seconds. I was like, when will this ever end? This is like the curtain <laughs> rodeo where it's like yeah. you're trying to hold it, you know, for various ends. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's that's not the noise it makes, but. I was like, this is never going to stop. <laughs> I you can't leave. Why don't you just roll it up? Because then 
it's like then you have the building next to us right they're like watching looking. you urinate yeah it's just a weird nobody weird wants time. that yeah I so agree. it was either just hold it or have some um homeless guy watch me pee from the granada that's crazy that you know like i didn't know there were homeless people in san francisco yeah i know it's really surprising there's there's homeless people in san francisco well this was well before any of that mm-hmm. i think i don't actually know I don't think that's actually true. There's always been homeless people, right? Yeah, there's always been homeless people. They used people. to call them, like... Vagabonds? Yeah, yeah. They had <laughs> nailing... Like, like, yeah. clever. <laughs> yeah. Now you just call them, like, the unhoused or something. Yeah, or homeless yeah. people. <laughs> Even though I'm sure Gavin knew someone, he's at, like, parties as, like, you know, vagabonds or, like, Ooh. hobos or... You know, it's like in the speeches, he's like, the unhoused, we need to protect these people. And yeah. Then... Isn't hobo short for homeless bohemian? It is. We we went over this. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful kind of portmanteau, I think. Um, and and I guess you have to be, there's special qualifications to be a hobo as opposed to a regular homeless person. You have to be a, a bohemian. Yeah. I would say people who are probably like van life full-time van life might be well they're not homeless though well their home just gets carried along with them i i think you could say that some van life people are basically hobos like at least the ones without instagram accounts and like sizzle reels yeah so in 1916 sf's city engineer estimated that let's go crazy and say you were gonna make a bridge like the golden gate bridge Mm mm-hmm it's probably going to cost around $100 million, okay? And around these dollars today, like the dollars we spend, it's about $2.5 billion. Oof. Okay? Not, not cheap. Oof. That's expensive, but it's not impossible, as people were claiming, right? Mm-hmm. So he put out a call to bridge engineers, and he's like, hey... I think we could do this. Like, it's just going to be really expensive. So if anybody brings me a proposal where it's actually just not this expensive, I'll actually consider it, right? So one guy responds. I think probably more than one guy, but the person who, spoiler alert, was selected Mm -hmm. responds. Joseph Strauss. He wasn't the A-team, exactly. Mm -hmm. He had done about 400 bridges, so super experienced. Yeah, that's that's nothing to sneeze at. Definitely not, but most of these bridges are inland, and they're not, like, a mile long, you know? So this is a new challenge, even for a seasoned bridge veteran like this guy definitely is. He claimed the bridge could be built for $17 million, so it's about $500 million today. You know, that's still, that's still a lot. That's it's a good bit of money. Um, but you know, it's it's also you know a bridge, and it's a lot less expensive than a hundred million. So that's fair. Yeah. Um, his design would be basically like two massive cantilever beams. So it's like they're secured at both ends, like uh, on the banks, and then in the middle you have a giant suspension tower where it like holds the middle up, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously not the current design. Um, he basically came up with that design and everybody was like, yep, looks good. Um, go get some money and go get some support. And he drummed up the money and the support, but it did take him 10 years Uh, (laughs) where he was doing this kind of countrywide tour. Um, so it took a while. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause like if you wanted to build a bridge that long today, like, I don't think it would like take 10 years just to get the funding. Yeah. I'm well, Actually, maybe it would, because it's like... You think so? Well, we don't even pay to maintain our infrastructure, do we? I feel like people just don't invest in infrastructure the way they should. It's not a hot commodity. Yeah. I I think if you actually, like... I think your best bet, honestly, would be to go to some, like, billionaire and try to get them to give you the money, you know? Like, I think Elon would probably, or, like, maybe Jeff Bezos would, like... Actually, you know, there's not really a billionaire who's known for like infrastructure being their thing you know like yeah it's just you know it's boring it's yeah. not like it's Google. not sexy yeah it's not you know sending rockets into space mm-hmm. or having an electric car that can drive itself you know it's not hot i get that it's but also cute. it's it's like the substrate upon which all those other things happen or most of them actually some of spacex's rockets actually take on shitty gravel roads well yeah yeah it is no i uh, listen (laughs) listen 
You don't have to tell me. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, I've yeah. seen it. I've, I've, I've seen it. You've licked it. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? It's true. You I've never there. licked any kind of infrastructure in my life. That's like, got to be a lie. I don't think that's true. Maybe when I was three and I just Like the didn't... frozen... Do you know the <laughs> telephone... Or uh, the like light post thing, you know? I, I don't... Oh, I did. Yeah, I, I did. did that too. Oh, no. <laughs> I did like the tiniest tip of my tongue and I was like, ah, it's real. And I like pulled it. Yeah, it, I, I think... Yeah, yeah, I did that. Oh, God, am I a liar now? <laughs> yeah, you will. You now are absolutely a liar. Well, let's hear about this fucking bridge already. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, during this time, Joseph realized something. His design for the Golden Gate Bridge was ago. It was terrible. Oh, no. I mean, just like, think of it. Like, it's like a long, mile-long thing, and you have this one In the center, thing, and it's yeah. just like a shitty 2D pyramid or something. It like, doesn't... It's not sexy. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. It kind of looks like crap. Um, so, luckily, he, he got a guy... He, he realized this, and he's like, shit, I don't know how to make it not ugly, right? So he starts shopping around, like, who knows how to make a good-looking bridge, okay? Architects. Yeah, but, like, architects, and I love architects, and if there's any architects listening, don't think this is a denigration at all, because mm-hmm. I really respect what architects do. But there's, with especially with bridges, there's, a, there's really practical limitations of, like, you probably want an engineer who may also be an architect or have a great architecture firm on retention, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but bridges are so structural, you know? Exactly. Well, so are buildings. There's, wasn't there yeah. like some TikTok where it's like art- architects makes a building that's just a circle, yeah. <laughs> engineers does the actual building stuff. Yeah. That's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it reminds me of that expression, like every architect's dream is every engineer's nightmare. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though there's a wonderful building in San Francisco, I think you've seen this where it's like an apartment building that almost like the building the is twist. Twi- yes. Yeah. It's I, like twist. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how they did that. That's a great building. Well, I'll tell you that architects didn't. The civil engineers did it. They figured out how to make it happen, but I bet without the architects, like, pushing it. I bet the architect's original design was, like, batshit. And, like, yeah. this is the compromise version. It's just a squiggly line. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> a then, shooting star or yeah, something, Yeah, and then you know? the civil engineers were like, okay, we can't actually yeah. make this. <laughs> it's like the art of the deal where they're like, we'll pitch the insane thing, and mm-hmm. then, like, you bring it back down. But I do love that building. It's an it amazing is so building. cool. No. Yeah. Um which is why I think architects really offer some value. That said, the guy who was going to help Joseph was not an architect. He was an engineer or bridge builder named Leon Moasif or Mosif. Let's say Moasif, though. I think it's probably... Moasif? M-O-I-S-S-E-I-F-F. Moisif. Moisif? It's definitely not Moisif. I don't know. We'll, We'll say Leon, okay? So Leon was a legendary bridge builder who specialized in just this kind of thing. He was responsible for the Manhattan Bridge in New York City, mm-hmm. which is A, really beautiful and New Englandish, and B, looks exactly like the Golden Gate Bridge if it was made in New England and had kind of that steel, dark, kind of, you know, almost gothic-like kind yeah. of look to it, you know? Yeah. It's like an alternate universe um, Golden Gate Bridge, just not as long, right? Yeah. Um. So... Leon uh, was going to solve the wind problem using what he called deflection theory, which is kind of like how we know deflection theory, right? And mm-hmm. so just as a high level to, to folks listening, you know, when you have a beam going across a span, if you have a force anywhere in the beam, it'll mm-hmm. cause the beam to bend slightly. You know, it could just be a couple inches over a really long thing. You probably don't notice it most of the time. And that deflection is the the angle that it bends. Exactly. It's how much the bridge or the beam sags, basically. I took statics. I I know. know. I know you did. Uh, That's actually solids, isn't it? Or Uh, mechanics and materials? No, it was statics for me. Oh, well. Mechanical statics was like... Not like that. (laughs) Okay. And and mechanics and materials. I don't even know. It's been a while. The the distinguishing between subjects is another mistake, in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway, um, so beam deflection. So kind of Leon's idea was like, okay, we know the beam will deflect 
when you put a force on it down. So if you put a force on the side, like wind loading, mm -hmm. as long as you control the amount of deflection, like really you can try to transfer those forces to the giant, like sort of like, like I, f I forgot what they call them, like on bridges, um, trestles, right? Like the two, so the Golden Gate has those two giant tower things. Those are called trestles, right? Yeah. So the wind would, the, those trestles would absorb that wind. Wind loading, wind exactly. Loading. Through those giant suspension cables that the Golden Gate Bridge has, right? Clever man. Interesting idea. Really cool idea. Um, and nobody was really doing this at the time. So they had kind of this part of deflection theory, um, but they didn't have any of that, right? Mm-hmm. So basically his idea is if you have a thin, flexible roadway that has the ability to flex in the wind uh, between bounds that you're aware of, you can reduce stress just by transmitting the forces to the bridge towers. Essentially, this means that if you have a longer bridge, you can make the bridge more flexible the longer it is, right? Um, this is going to reduce weight, but it was supposed to maintain structural stability also. Mm -hmm. um, however, aside from all the structure stuff, mm -hmm. that kind of is like, okay, we're pretty sure we can make something that's going to stay up at the very least. Um, now let's talk about the details, okay? Like, what is this bridge going to look like? What What is it going to evoke when you look at this bridge? The Golden Gate Bridge is such an iconic bridge. Yeah. What were these design decisions? Those details were locked down by Irving Morrow, who was an architect. Mm. I don't know if he was Leon's guy or whatever. Apparently, he kind of came out of nowhere. He didn't have a giant portfolio. They just kind of put him on the project. Okay. Um, solid move. I mean, clearly nailed it. Um, yeah. As far as I'm concerned. It's a great bridge. Great looking bridge. Great looking bridge. He wanted to... His main focus areas were the streetlights, the railings, the walkways, and then sort of the look and feel of the trestles. So you'll notice the trestles kind of have ridges on them. There's not just one big block. Mm -hmm. That's to take advantage of sort of the Art Deco style that was kind of, you know, we had just talked about. It's, it was famous at the time. Mm -hmm. And the color, as we mentioned again, international orange. Yeah. Um, fun fact, this thing was almost painted black and yellow like zebra stripes. No! So, that was a request from the U.S. Navy, and they were like, we got to be able to see this thing when we're, like, piloting boats or whatever. And black, you'd be able to see it? I, I'm hip. I'm so hip. Black and yellow stripes, design disaster, super uggo. Mm -hmm. They were like, great idea, except we're not going to do that. We're going to do something completely different. <laughs> but it's still visible, I guess. Good luck, douchebags. Yeah, fuck the Navy. <laughs> fuck the Navy. Not just, really. Just kidding. Thank you for all your service. Yeah, thank you for your done. service. Thank you for your service, Navy. I was trying to think of a reason to not like the Navy. I was I was thinking about, like, conspiracy theories that, like, they knew about, like, Pearl Harbor in advance mm, or whatever, but... No, they did. Did they? Is that real? There, Well, there was, like, something where it was either, like, gonna be Pearl Harbor or some, some place else, but they didn't know when it was... when Pearl Harbor was gonna happen but there was like information going around that there might be an attack but is this like you know there's like always information going around right is this yeah like... that's fair but i think there was one guy who was like decoding something mm. and he decoded like uh a like a pearl harbor attack or something like that by mm. uh, the japanese um and the, the other like people in charge of the military they were like we can't just, like, send people to Pearl Harbor. Because then they know that we've cracked the code. No, because they didn't have funding or oh. the time or resources. <laughs> Damn. So they just, they're like, okay, we'll take the L. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But I, that's just, I don't, don't quote me on that. I'm not okay. 100% sure how accurate that is. Okay. Yeah, I don't know either, so I'm not going to, let's say provisionally not fuck the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> but we're watching you. We've, we've got our eye on you. Got our eyeballs on the military-industrial complex. I don't know. Maybe when I'm, like, 65 or something after I retire, I'll just read, like, a 700-page book about, like, yeah. military conspiracy theories. And oh, like my God. JFK. There's so many. There's one for, like, every U.S. tragedy, right? Because there's that. And then 
the World War One, the Lusitania, I think. Mm-hmm. There's this theory that people knew about that. And then obviously 9-11, there's that whole conspiracy theory about all that. Jet fuel doesn't... Melt steel beams. Yeah. <laughs> which I prefer jet fuel can't melt dank memes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just my personal preference. And then, like, the JFK assassination. Yeah, of assassination. Course, yeah. There's some theory about that. Maybe it's just that, like, the bigger an event is, the more eyeballs get on it. And, like, you start to see, like... You know, patterns yeah exactly right that might not actually be there this is the thing about conspiracy theories because like you always like th- there's always like an initial leap you have to take where it's like somebody's explaining it to you right mm-hmm. or maybe you're watching a video and they're like you don't have to believe in it but if you already believe in it look at all the things it explains and then you just kind of forget like to actually vet it initially you know yeah there's a whole conspiracy theory about princess diana's car crash Uh, it's kind of interesting but also when i was younger my dad got really into this documentary documentary about jfk's assassination uh and there's like this whole lot of evidence Uh that's like um one of his uh guards was actually the shooter whoa it was it was an accident like oh really grabbing his gun to protect the president but accidentally discharged and it hit him in the back of the head really yeah that's crazy i haven't heard that one yet yeah so is so is it that like lee harvey oswald missed no lee harvey oswald ended up um i think he had two shots off the first one missed Mm -hmm. the second one hit jfk in the neck it's the magic bullet theory hit jfk in the neck stayed intact and then hit the governor in front of him went through his shoulder uh-huh and down through his leg uh-huh and out the other end and they found it like still intact in the car that's the magic bullet theory is it the magic bullet cuz it should have like broken apart at some point yeah but i think because it was kind of shorter range and it was such a like sick boy it <laughs> it didn't it didn't like break apart or anything like that right um and then the third shot is what killed JFK, but they, like, there's a theory going around that it was not Lee Harvey Oswald that shot the third shot. It was one of the guards, one of the, um, secret, or not secret, secret service. Secret service, yeah. Wow. Damn. That would suck if, like, because then you're that guy and you're like, shit. And then they're oh, like, yeah. okay, we're just going to cover everything up. You're yeah. fine, you know? Because they can't have the secret service no, of looking course like not. a bunch of buffoons. No, that'd be terrible. How did yeah. this become conspiracy theory talk? <laughs> Let's get back on track. Like, <laughs> I feel like we have certain things we just gravitate towards naturally. Um, okay. Um, so we have the Art Deco ridges, all that kind of thing. Yeah. The design is finally completed in 1932. Um, Strauss... That's the year that I was born. Really? Mm-hmm. That's, well, happy 90th, I guess. Yeah. No problem. No problem. <laughs> who's Joseph, Joseph Strauss, had himself credited as the lead engineer of the bridge, even though he did jack shit, to be totally (laughs) honest, at least up until this point. Mm -hmm. Totally sidestepped the guys we just mentioned, and the project's real principal engineer, who is Charles Anton Ellis. Um, Side fact about that guy, he was so obsessed with the Golden Gate Bridge, so basically Strauss brings him in, and he's like, hey, I want you to be my principal engineer, whatever. Um, Anton, sorry, yeah, Ellis, um, is like, okay, sweet, and he gets super into it, he's like, but he's clashing with Strauss a little bit, you know, and he's like, Mm -hmm. I want to do it this way or whatever, he's flying back and forth to these, like, design consultants, I think it's, like, in Paris or something, um, and finally, Strauss is like, you know what, I've had enough, like, this is my bridge, Strauss seems a little, a little egotistical, right, Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm firing you, get out of here, like, I'm gonna be the principal engineer, right, oof. Ellis is like, okay, you can fire me, but also I'm going to work 70 hours a week of unpaid labor on this bridge and hand you, I believe, um, 10 volumes of hand calculations for free just because I'm now obsessed with this project. Bro, know your worth. (laughs) Know your worth, bro. Like, this dude was simping so hard. And also it was, like, during the Depression, so, like, apparently you couldn't find another job anyway. So. Oh, that could have been part of it, but also like spend your time trying to find a job. Like yeah, like you're you're an engineer. I know. I feel like you could easily find something. It's not like they weren't building bridges, you know. Yeah, but what do I know? What do I know? It sounds like a really hard time to, to live through. That's yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, I probably wouldn't have worked seventy hours a week for free, but that's just me. 
No, you definitely did when you built that one bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? <laughs> that bridge was not a mile long. It was, like, 30 feet. I think I did probably hand in about 10 volumes of calculations, <laughs> and I don't think any of them were right. No, no, they were fine. I think they were, but also just for just for um, liability reasons, they didn't end up getting used anyway. Um, so <laughs> even if they were wrong, it had no effect on the end product. Yeah. Um... So construction begins in early 1933, mm-hmm. after the design's complete in 32. Mm-hmm. Strauss, Joseph Strauss, for all his aforementioned faults, was apparently a pretty good construction manager. Um, he pioneered the use of safety nets under the workers, you know. Oh. Saved at least 19 lives that way. Smart, smart. It was just kind of a given, like, it's like those pictures we were talking about in the last episode or one of our previous episodes of the guys on the... Steel burger, oh, you yeah, know. yeah, just having lunch. Having lunch. And, chilling. oh, just lost Craig, you know, yeah. as he falls. Strauss apparently was like, come on, we can we can put some nets up at least, you know. Yeah, I wonder if he was like, we put the nets up, we need someone to test it. And, yeah, and then <laughs> Ellis is there, Ellis he's like, I'll do it. I'm ready for this. <laughs> I, I did read one part that was like, I didn't put this in my notes, but, um, like, they saved a bunch of people, but then also they were still working out the kinks, and there was, like, a thing of scaffolding that fell onto the net, and it just, like, punched through, and, like, ten people died. Uh, so, that sucks. Still, um, the net is... It's, yeah. It equals to about nine people saved. No, no, no that, that was, like, on top of, like, you know... I mean, those people were... Gonna, the scaffolding people were going to die anyway, so... Oh, it's cool. still, like, 19 people saved, so... Yeah. It's very... In civil engineering terms, that's, I think, $190 million on the project. I think a life mm-hmm. is worth around $10 million, I think. Okay, I think I'm pretty it's sure. Small. I think Smaller it's than that? Okay. Yeah. I, I'm basing that solely off of something that a civil engineering intern told me one time about, like, lightning risk on, like, construction sites, so I could be totally off. Oh, I think it's lower. Okay. Well, then... Sorry, guys. <laughs> we lied again. <laughs> we lied. <laughs> um, so, there were ten uh, prime contractors working on the bridge. You'd think it would be a mess, uh, but actually they all kind of managed their shit and just worked together pretty well, which Good. never hear that. Um, apparently Strauss kept them to schedule really strictly and often personally oversaw the construction. Oh. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like, fuck this guy for trying to take credit, but also apparently really decent construction yeah, manager. Horrible. Well, yeah, th- there's a difference between construction manager and design Definitely, designer. yeah. But he was very interested in getting the credit, you know? He was, he was, that was, Don't yeah. they always? I guess. Um, there is a couple of setbacks. If you look at the bridge, um... You know, we were talking about how it has those two giant trestles, and you have suspension cables coming down from that. Mm-hmm. One of them, if you take a look, it was taking a look at this just today, um, one of that is just sitting right in the ocean. So they had to do a bunch of, obviously, foundation work, and obviously it's foggy as fuck out on the bay. Mm-hmm. So apparently one time there was just a fucking ship that just rammed into it because it wasn't that big at the time. I just couldn't see it, so it just hit the fuck out of it. And then they were just like, well, that sucks, and kept working on it. And then it happened again. <laughs> Another ship <laughs> hit it. Just put some... Some, like, reflective yeah. tape? I don't know. Like, do they have that at this point? Just, I don't know. Light a lantern. I'm sure you have that, you know? <laughs> put some, I was going to say, flares out or something, but it's yeah. the ocean. <laughs> yeah, you could do... Have you ever seen Lucifer matches? No, no. They're basically like flares, but they just like they're matches that you just cannot put out, and they like stay lit underwater, and they just boil the water around them. That's so cool. Really cool. When I was a kid, I really wanted some because we were all pyromaniacs. Where I was, you were degenerates. You know, big degenerates. Um, so the ship constant stuff uh set the construction back five months, so not a big, big thing. Yeah. Um. The project ended up, you know, it was estimated at $17 million. It ended up costing $35 million. So, double the price, but still not $100 million. Still not $100 million. You still got it for a third of the price, and it was completed ahead of schedule, largely due to Strauss. Nice, nice. So, yeah. yeah. Um, opened on May 7th, 1937. <gasps> That's I believe my birthday. your birthday. I thought so. Okay. Yeah. Well... It was your, if you were born in 1932, that Which was I your was. fifth birthday. It was my fifth birthday that that 
that branch opened up. Were you at the parade that was on the bridge? I was so young, I didn't remember, you know? That, I was this five. Happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear any chance the telegraph that President Franklin Delano Roosevelt sent from the White House announcing that the bridge was open to cars? You know, I do vaguely remember that. You know what I do remember? What? Thinking of the Lusitania also on my birthday. That is, but that happened in like 1911 or something, right? I was born in 1911. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting pushed back. <laughs> How old are you? I don't know. Um, when was the uh, when was the San Francisco earthquake again? 1906. I was born in 1905. Say it out loud. Say it. I was born in 1905. No, it's... Oh, I'm the vampire. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's why you're so old. (laughs) I've never seen Twilight, so I don't actually know if that's... He's old, right? He's like an old person. Yeah, he's pretty old. I think he's like 117 or something like that. That's about how old you'd have to be to be born in 1906. Yeah, so... I think almost exactly. Um, Strauss turns out, in addition to being a construction manager mm-hmm. and a credit taker. He was also a poet, right? Didn't he know it? <laughs> he did. And he wrote a poem to commemorate the opening of the bridge mm-hmm. called A Mighty Task is Done. So cool. Do you want do you want to hear the first stanza? I've already heard it when he when he gave the speech. Yeah. Well, maybe you could recite it for us then. I was so young. Right. And I, uh, it was, I was, you know. Just Do you want of, a refresher? I would love a refresher, yes. <clears throat> At last, the mighty task is done. That's, yeah, I remember right? that. Yes. Resplendent in the western sun, the bridge looms mountain high. Its titan piers grip ocean floor. Its great steel arms link shore with shore. Its towers pierce the sky. Wouldn't it be so funny if it just broke in half while he was giving that speech? That would be a... That would be the subject of a meme I saw one time, actually. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen this civil engineering meme about the suspension bridge that... Oh, yeah? yes, yes. Would you like to describe that? Um... No, I'm so old. Do you want me to describe it? it? My memory is really failing me. I I'm got 117 you. years old, Paul. So it's like a little comic where it's like uh, like a guy and he's like, so the bridge is open. And then there's like a little civil engineer holding the plans. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like, yup, it looks great, doesn't it? And it's like a suspension bridge, but there's no like cables. So the bridge is wobbling all over the place. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like... Well, this is totally unsupported. How is it supposed to hold the cars and stuff? And he's like, the civil engineer's like, this is a suspension bridge. Can't you feel it? And the guy's like, feel what? And they're like, the suspense. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe he's like eating Eating popcorn. popcorn. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, solid meme. 10 out of 10 meme. Great. It's kind of engineering specific, but I think we can all kind of take something out of it. Yeah. Um, Final stats on the bridge. The bridge is 1.7 miles long, Damn. 90 feet wide, main span between the towers, so the supported area, 4,200 feet, and at the time it was built, it was during the world's tallest bridge. So it's up 1.7 miles long and 90 feet wide? Mm-hmm. Almost as long as my dick! hey Woo! Woo! Almost as wide, also. Yeah, it's only 89 feet. It's not 90 feet. 89 and a half. Give yourself some credit, <laughs> queen. <laughs> um, also, another fun stat. During the construction, they used 1.2 million rivets. Nice. It's a lot of rivets. You are really obsessed with rivets. <laughs> I just think they're great. They're just... <laughs> just rivets, Paul. I... I ha- I'm, I'm like, rivet curious, you know? Like, <laughs> there's a lot of rivets in my life right now. And one of the people on my team, actually, at work is, like, super knowledgeable about rivets. And I know mm-hmm. nothing about rivets. He was showing me this rivet-like thing where it's, like... So, for those who don't know, what a rivet does is you take two pieces of metal and you essentially pierce them and it holds it together. And he showed me this rivet where they had made, like, a little cutaway of this rivet thing. So, like... Like, basically, just imagine a bolt holding two things together, and you just shear it, or you cut it in half so you see a section view of, like, how the whole bolt holds everything together. It was that, but for a rivet, 
and he was showing me it's basically two pieces of sheet metal, a rivet holding them together, and apparently what this particular rivet did, most rivets don't do this, I don't think. I don't really even know how rivets work too well, to be totally honest. <laughs> but this particular rivet, like, basically, you would just shoot it into the two pieces of metal, and it would have such force that it would kind of curl like part of the rivet and it would like fuse the two pieces of metal together and it was like it was really cool it was like you just look at it it looks like one piece of metal where the two where the rivet is that is actually really cool yeah i'm not just saying that to tickle your balls like i i think it is really cool my balls are tickled already just thinking about rivets so yikes and think about river you should oh river I feel like the like people will definitely hear her panting in the back. That's okay. That's just kind of the background noise of our lives. Yeah. So should be everyone else's too. Listen closely. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So, the Golden Gate Bridge, legendary bridge. Pretty good. At least top ten. Eh. Is open. <laughs> But not everything's hunky-dory. Oh, no. Remember Leon? The Kings of Leon. Yes, I remember that band. I don't know what that is. I think it's the band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually referring to Leon Moisif. Moisier. Remember how his theory about deflection underpinned the entire structural integrity <sighs> of the bridge? No! Yeah. <laughs> Turns out he wasn't just responsible for the Golden Gate Bridge. He did another bridge. Yeah. And it's a bridge you've heard of. It's called the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. The one that fell? Yeah. So, that's a bridge that if you're not an engineering student, you might not be that familiar with. Mm. And if you're not an engineer... I think all engineering students have at least heard of this bridge, mm-hmm. but for anyone who's listening who's not an engineer, this is a bridge where you can look this up online. Um, essentially, uh, the Tacoma Narrows Bridge is a bridge built on the Tacoma Narrows in Tacoma, Washington, right outside of Seattle. In the Tacoma, USA. <laughs> USA, planet Earth kind of thing. The bridge suffered insane amounts of torsional flutter as the span twisted in the cold uh, Washington State wind. It's a crazy video. You can see basically the bottom of a bridge just doing waves, essentially, and there's this car on top that's just getting thrown yeah. around. Dog yeah. inside the car, I believe. Yeah, the dog um, died. It was... One fatality from that thing. It was the man's daughter's dog, too, Yes, he was... Yeah, his his daughter lived in, in Seattle, I believe, mm-hmm. and he was driving the dog to her. The bridge starts going crazy, and he's just like, fuck this, and he just gets out of his car and yeah. runs away. Here's the thing. The dog is so small. He yeah. could have easily pick just picked it. Pick it the fuck up. Even if it's like a Great Dane. I know. It up. At least let it out of the car. Yeah. You know? Like, the dog, that poor, I really hope he never gets over this. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on him personally. But it's such an easy thing to do. You know, part of the, I was re-watching the video for the research of this, part of the, like, sort of official film is him staring at the car, and then he's like, I'm gonna go get the dog. He runs out, and he's like, nope, and he just turns around oh my and God. runs right back. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. Um, it's tough. So, anyway, that bridge... Also a Leon Mwasif creation. Oh, no. Uh, eventually, the Tacoma Narrows Bridge, after I think maybe 30 minutes of this fluttering, cr- collapses, crumbles, and falls into the cold waters of the Puget Sound. And 30 minutes of this guy just staring at his car being like, I should probably go get the dog. Easily could have gotten the dog. Sorry, he, bro. He definitely could have. Or at least you could have opened the door and like maybe from there on out. Yeah. Um, so, as you can imagine, the Golden Gate Bridge is immediately closed after mm. the Tacoma Narrows Bridge falls down. Yeah. Um, uh, essentially, there's an investigation into if it was safe to use. They eventually concluded that the bridge was safe, but then, like, like I think 14 years later, 1951-ish, there's a big windstorm, and it starts fluttering <gasps> a little bit, you know? Oh. And they're just like, well, fuck this. So they close it again. And to be on the safe side, they add lateral and diagonal bracing to the bridge just in case. 
they'd do some quick on the fly like you know if we want to use this you know just make sure it's not going to end up like the Tacoma Narrows. When was Tacoma Narrows? What year did that happen? I want to say that was sometime in the late 30s. I want to say 37. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, hate to see it, but same guy, right? Um, so that's kind of the end of the structural concerns, luckily. It, it was looking a little like it would suck if you had this giant bridge and you couldn't use it, right? You mm-hmm. know? And it's kind of, I kind of started thinking about like it's almost better to have like a bridge you're not sure about because you know you can always fix it as opposed to if there's no bridge then you have to do like a 10-year campaign to raise support for it you know yeah that's yeah yeah um anyway there were a couple of other neat improvements on the bridge over the years Mm -hmm. um in 1982 uh, so the original deck of the bridge was concrete um every civil engineer's best friend um but the it was starting to get eroded, basically, due to the bay's, like, salt water. Like, the fog would lift up salt, deposit it on the bridge, and start to erode the, the concrete on it. Yeah. So, without closing the bridge over the course of four years, they, like, would just close one section, replace the deck, close another section, replace the deck, and piece by piece over four years, they were able to replace the entire deck with a steel um, deck instead. Yeah, that, that, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And then, in 2015... A movable barrier was added in between the traffic lanes, which I think is really cool. Yeah. So basically, you have traffic, obviously, going, like, one's going into the city, one's going out of the city. And obviously, depending on the time of day, you want more lanes open, letting people in versus out, you know? Yeah, it's kind of how DC does that, like, this lane open Mm -hmm. certain hours of the day. Exactly, yeah. And I think that's all commute traffic. So basically what they do is they have this barrier in the middle that separates the two like sides from each other. And like once a day they have this special truck that drives over the barrier and it just like quickly moves it from one lane to the other. It's like a zipper basically where it just zips nice. like kind of along and nice. it just opens different lanes. I thought that was so cool. That is pretty cool. Um, anyway, that's about it all I have. Mm-hmm. The last kind of factoid I have is that I actually have two factoids. One, in 1994, the Golden Gate Bridge was named one of the seven civil engineering wonders of the United States by the ASCE. Mm-hmm. My second factoid is that the bridge is regularly repainted to avoid corrosion damage. That is super cool. And that's all I got about the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm going to find a mechanical engineering thing you've really wanted to do, and I'm going to do it. You should. Because I'm... Glad you did this, but, you know, bridges, civil engineering, kind of my thing. Who's designed and built a bridge here in this room between us? Whose design actually got accepted? Uh, for a bridge. Not yours. Well, not not yours yours either. So, the number of people who have actually designed (laughs) and built a bridge is zero. Well, you have... No, I've designed and built two separate bridges. No, the design was not accepted. No, no, yeah. So I designed that bridge, and then I built another bridge. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, no, it needs to be the same one. Okay. And I helped build two bridges as well. So I, so we both built two bridges, and then I've also designed one. Sounds like we have a bridge expert in the room. Sounds so, uh... like you're a poopy butthole. <laughs> I would love to hear your mechanical engineer topic. I think it's really important for engineers to expand their horizons. I think you need to stay in your lane. <laughs> Sounds like hater talk. You know what? I'm I'm gonna come out of the closet as the biggest hater of them all. That you didn't you were already. Yeah, that, I know. It was, was kind of well known. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's all I got. Interesting topic. I'm glad uh, we touched on it. It's such a beautiful bridge. It's my favorite bridge in the world. I love going up. Do you remember when we were walking across it mm-hmm. when we first, when we were, uh, what was it, our vacation? Whenever we visited here. Yeah, yeah. that was so much fun. Great, uh, great bridge. Great cafe at yeah. the end of the bridge. Oh, yeah. That cafe actually was moved. I was doing some of the research. They used to be at, like, right at the end of the bridge. And I don't know, I just kind of glanced at this part. But apparently it's, like, the whole things been moved like now and it it used to be a gift shop and now there's like a separate gift shop and that's the cafe yeah 
Yeah. There was some wonderful food in there, although slightly expensive, if you ask me. It was very expensive, but that's what you get in San Francisco. And it was high quality, too. So ten no out of ten. It was very high quality. If you ever visit the Golden Gate Bridge, um, my suggestion would be that you walk one way. Don't walk both ways. It's 1.7 miles. Yeah. Um, and there's neat stuff on either end. One end has one of the sort of um, suspension agents, like, that come off the trestles, like, the, the basically fancy wires. Yeah. Has a cutaway of it. The thing's huge. It's really cool. Like, you don't actually get that big of a uh, visual until you actually look at it that way. And also, it has a little bit of – there's some signs and stuff about the sort of deflection theory we were talking about and how much – the bridge sways, I want to say off the top of my head, like 10 feet in either direction. Like it's – That's crazy. Maybe it's not like 10 feet, but it's like some huge amount that you're like, wait, what? You know? Yeah. So – I which, drive on this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still structurally sound, apparently. At least that's what they determined in the 50s when they added all that bracing. Yeah. What do you think about all the suicides that have taken place on it? Yeah, um, I mean, if I was going to commit suicide, great spot. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> there's actually a section in the Wikipedia I was I was reading about. So most people die, I think 97% of people who jump off die immediately upon hitting the water. Mm-hmm. And then the ones that don't die of hypothermia and, and drowning and stuff. I read one thing years ago, I don't actually know if this is true, but apparently most people who survive the jump... Um, Actually, like, I think, like, basically all, like, 99.9% say that once they jumped off... It was instant regret. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to those struggling out there, you know, it's... it's, You you can't take back some actions, you know? Yeah, they put uh, nets on the bottom to help mitigate that. And they're actually adding uh, extra barriers now. Um, In addition to the nets, they're actually also adding, like, stuff so you can't jump off quite as easily. Yeah, interesting. I'm glad they did that. I hope yeah. that'll help. It's kind of a funny uh, sort of almost callback and, and sort of, you know, the tradition of, like, the nets being pioneered in the construction. Yeah, and now it's like, well, still saving lives, you know? Well, yeah, one day at a time. One day at a time. And, yeah, Great Bridge, um, you know. Super helpful net. Nets, you Are know. great. There were some sections when we walked on it that I was like, there was no net, and I was like, Dude, I could totally jump off right here if I want to. <laughs> Who's going to stop me? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody will. So that's why it's on us all. Hey, folks, if you know somebody who's struggling, take a second. Reach them. out to them. I mean, you don't even have to love them. You could probably just be like, hey, what's up? You know, don't don't make it obvious that it's like a wellness check. Be like, I hope everything's going well. And then they're going to be like, no. And then you're like, oh, what's wrong? And. You know, we all need someone to talk to. Go to therapy. Therapy is is good. Yes. Therapy can help, you know, if you find the right right therapist. Yeah. If not, um, you know, the the the, the suicide hotline number. It didn't just get changed. It changed to I something don't... way easier. It's like 909 or it's something like that. something. It's not 911. It's like a I don't know, but you should Google suicide hotline and call that. Yes. Only if you feel like committing suicide, though. Don't don't waste their time. They're doing important work. <laughs> okay, cool. Glad <laughs> we had this talk. Uh, yeah. Way to end the podcast. Great upbeat <laughs> end to the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Well, that's enough suicide talk for one day, I think. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had enough of it. <laughs> Me too. I've had enough... In general. <laughs> Not really. This, this has been fun. I enjoyed this. <laughs> Take care, folks. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.